So tomorrow we have a jury trial with truly he said, she said type situation, said type situation. Um, a gentleman runs a landscaping business and he's at a customer's house and he's weed whacking and a next door neighbor comes out of nowhere, very upset, turns the client around, just kind of just super mad. Hey, you're flinging rocks into my yard. What the hell is wrong with you? And then, you know, he's at a number 10. My client is just doing his job, turns around, doesn't know what's going on. Things get extremely heated. People are yelling and screaming. At some point, the neighbor looks my client in the eye and says, if you think you're tough, hit me with that weed whacker. It gets right in his face. Witnesses say they're so heated that look like they're going to be kissing. They couldn't be any closer together. So at one point, the neighbor was like, well, I'm not scared of you. And my client taps him with the weed whacker back up. And my client walks away, gets in his vehicle and leaves. Right there's a battery. Nothing too out of the ordinary except for the circumstances. But pro more problematic, the neighbor said that my client said that he was going to come back with a gun and then lifted his shirt up and showed a gun on his body. Nobody else saw that. Numerous other witnesses didn't see that. So we're doing a trial tomorrow. That's right. Um, no police officer witness. Witnesses that are in our favor. I don't think my client acted exactly how I would have acted, but when you're arguing self-defense, you don't get to play Monday morning quarterback. I'm like, this is how I would have done it. Self-defense requires that the trier of fact, in this case a jury, puts themselves in the shoes of my client and figuring out if he acted accordingly as he felt at that moment. So this can be a great little trial. Doing it with Matt Crows, we're so excited. I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready. A little bit of jury prep this afternoon, let's get going. Heck yeah, I've been prepping all weekend. Labor day, <laughs> work day. I'll keep you updated, updated. So in this case, we have two charges. One's a level five felony facing two to six years in jail. The other one is a class A misdemeanor, one year in jail is maximum punishment. Level five is, he basically said, hey, I'm gonna come back with a gun. And that's intimidation. One of the witnesses saying he actually saw a gun, flashed a gun at him or something like that. That's not supported by anybody else. And so obviously I wanna win both charges, but the number one most important thing for my client and my client's future is to beat this level five. And that's just absolutely huge. So, Deputy prosecutor called and they said they would take the level five and make it level six and then make it a misdemeanor up front. Okay. We just talked with our client. He is passing on this deal. He has said, I'm not, I've not done anything. I'm not going to play guilty. I'm innocent. So, um, as lawyers, we are bound to convey every single offer to our clients to figure out what they want to do because at the end of the day, even though Matt and I want to go to trial for all of our clients, ultimately it's like going to Vegas and betting on someone else's money. And so every time there's a development and an offer, you have to let the client know. And I give this client so much credit. He is putting his money where his mouth is, and this is truly amazing. And we are about to see some serious trial work tomorrow. I'm excited. Me too, man. Game on. Game on. So um, it's about 12 o'clock on Wednesday, and we've spent all morning picking a jury. And so the reason why it takes longer with a major felony, which level five is, is because in Indiana, for a level five felony and above, you don't get six jurors, you get 12. And so, um, even though we get more jurors in the actual jury pool, judges don't really give us too much more time to question them. But, because we have so many strikes, there's multiple panels. So the first panel of 14 individuals, I handled that jury selection and basically talked about self-defense, we talked about reasonable doubt, presumption of innocence, we talked about just, you know, types of evidence they would want. And we have a really cool way of doing that, lots of training, trial lawyers college, Trojan horse method, and also just doing lots and lots of jury trials. 
after that first round between the state of Indiana and myself, there's only five jurors left, so we got rid of nine. The second round, Matt Crows did. So Matt, tell us about what you did. Well, I focused a little bit more on self-defense. We really wanted to try and hone in on what it would take for someone to strike somebody, under what circumstance it would take to strike somebody. It's very important, at least for our jury, for them to understand exactly what self-defense is, because that is a big part of our case. So after the second round, we actually got seven more jurors, so we actually were able to complete our jury after two rounds of, of what here this morning. We dealt with that back here about a little, little bit after 12, lunch, but you know lunch only means get ready for opening statement. We're gonna go back to the trial, and the very first thing is gonna happen, State of Indiana is gonna give an opening, and then we will also be able to give an opening, and then they will start calling witnesses. And even though it's taken forever to get this case started, I suspect it's gonna go kind of fast this afternoon. And so we'll continue to have updates as we can, and you know, our clients, this is a serious case, and we're trying to beat it, we're trying to beat it. We have a verdict. And so what happened was the jury ended up saying not guilty on the level five felony. So goodbye felony conviction, goodbye two to six years in prison, goodbye all that horrible stuff that comes with felony conviction. The jury did say guilty of battery. Absolutely crazy trial. The jury ultimately said, hey, the bump was too much. But fantastically, the judge, after hearing all the evidence, understood our client was essentially having a bad day. And she put him on probation. And the probation actually is not even a strict type probation. He has to do a bunch of things, but then it's going to be very, not laid back, not easy. Those are bad words because he's still on probation, but it's not going to actually have to do much. I'm ecstatic about this. Anytime we can avoid a felony conviction, absolutely huge. So we avoided the felony. We beat the absolute best plea under every scenario, under every offer. I'm very, very happy with this outcome. Matt, what are your thoughts? What are your takeaways? Having a felony on your record, absolutely terrible. The fact that we were able to beat that felony outright, jury come back with the good not guilty, defense attorney's favorite two words, come back not guilty on the felony five is huge for our client. For the felony five intimidation deadly weapon, we basically said it didn't happen. And even if it did happen, our client was justified basically trying to leave the scene, escape from a confrontation. And evidence came out absolutely insane in this case. Officers changing testimony from original versions. Uh, the victim in this case gave a fourth version in front of the jury. Jury clearly did not believe this man. All in all, very happy.